Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm. Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to a Syracuse football legend and talking about the lacrosse team moving on. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman. And our guest today is former Syracuse punter, Brendan Carney. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Thanks, Wes. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and and catch up with, uh, you know, with Syracuse University. Brendan, we will get you started on this one. At Syracuse, you were named all Big East three times. You were captain of the team as a senior. You punted 271 times for 11,534 yards. Catch us up on what you've been up to since then. Yeah, graduated in 2006, went to camp. In 2007 with the Baltimore Ravens I was released at the end of, of training camp uh, that year had a few more trials with some teams um, and unfortunately wasn't able to catch on with anyone but uh, in 2008 never signed again but uh, you know I just decided it was time for me to kind of pack it up and try my hand at something else and uh, I moved up to New York City and I've been here for about nine years um, working in the you know finance IT space I worked for a few few cool firms up here, the New York Stock Exchange, um, now working at Thomson Reuters. Uh, what I do there is uh, I'm in a sales position there. I sell into I sell a lot of our market data and risk management solution products into the financial services community, um, and it's going really well. I really enjoy it. I uh, still have you know a lot of my close friends from Syracuse that I, I was teammates with that I'm in touch with, and uh, I kind of turned my athletic, my football background into um, – running marathons and triathlons so that's kind of the the physical part of, of my life uh, that I've kind of uh, that's been new to me but uh, also a lot of fun impressive stuff about the marathoning and Brendan I look at the legacy that you left and part of that is the people that come after you so I see some of the things that Riley Dixon did this season and I don't think that happens without you laying the groundwork what do you think of him and do you have any advice to offer him as he makes his way to the NFL yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, unfortunately, I never had the opportunity to meet Riley in person, but I certainly followed him throughout his career. And he's got a really great story coming in as a, you know, a walk-on and, and earning a scholarship. And uh, I've been really impressed with him um, in all you know facets facets of the game. I mean, he's a tremendous punter, uh, but he's also you know a heck of an athlete. I mean, I, I feel like in some of the situations I've seen in his career, you could have put him out in a slot position and he could have made plays for us. Um, so. Yeah, certainly, you know, very happy for him and for his family. He got drafted by the Broncos, and, you know, I know he's out there with Britton Colquitt, who's a very good punter in the NFL and uh, had a very good, you know, Super Bowl run with the Broncos, so he's got some stiff competition. But I think, you know, if he sticks to what he's, he's been doing the last couple of years at Syracuse, I think he's got a really good opportunity to, you know, to win that job and uh, you know, hopefully have a successful, you know, long career, you know, in the NFL. Um, and my advice was just to be – you know, really enjoy the process. Um, I know it was stressful, you know, going through the draft, but happy to see him, you know, get drafted and uh, just to, 
you know, I, I, um, I always, you know, tell people, you know, to stay, uh, stay humble and be hungry. So, you know, and I think that's kind of the guy he is. So if he follows that advice, I think he's going to be just fine. Brendan, what do you think of Coach Dino Babers and the new staff? Yeah, I really like um, Coach Babers. I like the staff he's put together. I think that um, really love his offense. I think it's been, you know, Syracuse has needed a, an up-tempo offense like this for a long time. You know, playing in the carrier room, they need to be, they need to air it out. You know, 50 times a game. So I think we're going to start to see that. Um, I certainly. I want to give him time, right? I think, you know, you look across the landscape these days and, and coaches are, you know, they're scrutinized after their first year. So I really want to, you know, let him settle in, get his guys in there um, and really develop this program the way, um, you know, become a powerhouse the way I think it, you know, it was in the past and the way, you know, it certainly it should be. So um, I really like it. You know, I think I uh, really liked him bringing in Mike Hart. who's a local guy out there. Um, I think that's going to be great for recruiting. Mike Hart was, you know, I played around the same time as Sims, so, you know, he went to a big program out in Michigan and then spent some time in the NFL, so I think from a recruiting standpoint, I think, you know, you, you can't do any better than that. Um, you know, I think uh, they're running the Tampa 2 defense, so hopefully, you know, our, our young guys up front there are ready to go this year and you know, put the pressure on the quarterback, um, you know, and get after these guys, so definitely excited about it. I know a lot of my former teammates that I've talked to are really excited. Um, so yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully some you know some big offensive numbers and uh, low um, you know offensive numbers coming from the other side. Brendan, you know we're talking about some of the coaching changes, but I also want to talk to you about the athletics director change because Mark Coyle suddenly left Syracuse last week. What do you think about that whole situation? Yeah, I think it caught everybody off guard. Um, but um, yeah, I think you know I, I, I have some some mixed emotions about it. I think. You know, from anything that I've read or heard, um, you know, he's, he made a decision based off of family. Um, I know he had spent some time there in his career, so I really can't fault him for that um, because I don't know Mark personally and anything I've ever heard from him from anyone up at Syracuse. He's been all good things. Um, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm a Syracuse alum and, and a former football player, so, you know, it does sting a bit that, you know, he kind of just, uh, you know, the, the timing is very unfortunate. You know, I think I, I wish – he would have, you know, informed, you know, Coach Babers and Coach Beheim, you know, before, uh, you know, before that he was making that decision. Um, but again, if, if it's for his family, uh, you know, it's an opportunity that he believes is um, the right fit for him, then that's fine. Uh, I just hope, you know, moving forward, I hope that the search committee kind of, you know, reevaluates the way uh, they did it the first time and maybe uh, take a different approach because I think they need to hit a home run on the next man or woman that they bring in to fill this spot um, because you know as we spoke about before there's been a lot of it seems like every couple of years there's something going on up there um, so I really thought with Coil and with Babers that we were going to see we were going to have you know see them have a you know a nice 10 year run together but uh, so they really need the search committee or whoever's you know making the decisions need to make sure that they get someone who really wants to be at Syracuse for you know for 10, 15, 20 years Brendan, I'll get you out of here on this one. If you could tell the Syracuse fans listening anything, and if you could tell the 2016 football team anything, what would you say? Yeah, so I would tell the, the fans, um, you know, I, I think the fans need to be thanked. You know, I, I know there's a, a lot. It's a great town. really is a great city, and they really love their Syracuse sports up there from lacrosse to basketball to football. Um, you know, I, I would tell them that, you know, from my perspective, I think – 
this is, uh, you know, I think we're going to have Coach Babers for a long time, so if they could be patient for a little bit and let him get, you know, his system really fully ingrained at this university, I think, um, I think you know, that dome is going to be filled, uh, you know, every Saturday, and it's going to be rocking. Um, so just, you know, I'd ask him to be patient. I know, you know, we, we tell them every year to be patient, but uh, they're a great group of people out there. I certainly miss uh, playing for them. But And to the young, to the football guys, I would tell them just to, you know, really enjoy, you know, what they have in front of them. You know, I, I don't think you really understand uh, what you have until, you know, until you walk out of the door, you know, you're after your senior game. So I would just tell those guys to really, you know, buy into what, you know, the coaching staff is trying to do up there and, and uh you know, to represent themselves and the players that came before them and the players that are going to play after them. But uh, also just to, you know, enjoy it and have fun um, because once it's over, it's, you know, time for the real world, whether it's in the NFL or whatever path that they choose. Um, and it's, you know, a whole lot of different responsibilities come, come on to them. So uh, just really, you know, enjoy the time that they have because it goes fast. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Again, Syracuse legend, Brendan Carney, great stuff from you. Congratulations on all your success. We'll speak with you soon. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Wes. Appreciate it. Go Orange. Amazing to hear from our friend, Brendan Carney, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Thank you, and all ready now for this May Madness lacrosse style. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, Syracuse with an 11-9 come-from-behind win over Albany on Sunday evening. They were down 6-2 at half and found a way to win. How did it happen? Plain and simple, gut check time as they went into the locker room trailing in that game. Again, realizing not that they needed any reminding reminders that this is a single elimination tournament, lose and go home. But beside getting it together uh, you know, in the locker room, talking with the individual units, meeting with coaching staffs and such, making those necessary adjustments that teams do for the second half, came out and it really started with getting face-offs and getting the offense in gear, getting the offense, having the opportunities, because when you have the attackman that Syracuse has, the kind of talent, the top two midfield groups, that's just a lot of offensive weapons uh, to, to throw against any team. So adjustments, getting it together mentally, realizing the season was on the line, going out then and executing. And really, Wes, I thought it was kind of a microcosm of the season, struggling in that first half, down by four, only scoring you know two goals, and then outscoring Albany in the second half to win, holding on but to win comfortably by two in a game against two very competitive teams. Brad, one thing that stood out to me was the play of Ben Williams 0 for 5 at the X to start the game, but then was 4 for 7 in that critical third quarter when the Orange tied the game. Let's face it, it starts at the X uh, to get offenses in motion in college lacrosse, and you know they won 12 of 19 overall in that second half to show the dominance and really setting the tone and, again, getting that offense in motion. When Syracuse has the ball... You know, so many guys can put the ball in the net. So many guys uh, have different matchups against a long stick or a short stick by the opposing defense. And there's just so many ways they can sense as a game progresses which way to cut to the goal, who's open, who's going to fire in that sniper-like shot from the outside. But Ben Williams, not only in changing his stick and a little bit of technique, what was so important on those face-offs, Wes, the wing play. So once the whistle goes, once the struggle ensues between the two face-off specialists at midfield, the ball gets kicked around as it seemed to be so much in the game against Albany, 
then it's so critical for those wing players to come in because then those ground balls and getting those 50-50 ground balls often sets the tone for whether a team's going to get enough offense and shots on goals to win a game. Brad, Syracuse faces top overall seed Maryland in Providence this weekend. How do you see this game playing out? It's going to be a, a real tough one, obviously, because Maryland is so talented all over the field. Really, very few weaknesses, if any. Maybe in their limited man-up opportunities in uh, their opening uh, tournament win against Quinnipiac, but they have a young, a freshman uh, face-off specialist. So again, this is going to start at the battle of the X's. Uh, Maryland's face-off specialist won all but three in the opening NCAA game, Henderson. So Williams will have his hands full. They have a veteran team, senior-laden in in their top uh, eight players on offense. And when you look to the fact that's often brought up this time of the year when you talk about Maryland lacrosse, West haven't won that national title since 1975, as incredible as that sounds, with the prestige and everyone knowing about Maryland, the state, and the lacrosse hotbed that it is. So I really think there's so much pressure on them again this year for head coach John Tillman, a team that he's assembled and he's made ready for this senior-laden team to win a national title the long gap, 41 years. So it's going to be real interesting. The other note at Providence, West, game two, of course, is Brown against Navy, Brown getting the home field. I have to think a lot of that crowd coming in, you know, early in the Syracuse game first and then certainly in the second half of that game going to be rooting for the Orange as opposed for Brown thinking they're going to win over Navy. You know, the next week's matchup would be the winner of that other game. So I think they maybe prefer Syracuse and Maryland. So I think that whole dynamic will be interesting uh, from a, a you know, game site standpoint. Strange to see Syracuse as an underdog this early in the tournament. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Real excited about the university announcement formally now, now that we're going to have a new permanent roof at the Carrier Dome. We don't know the details, but plenty of improvements inside. Really excited for that West Campus plan and how the university is now moving forward to transform not only the experience in the Carrier Dome, but also adjacent and outside of it, uh, geared towards 21st century fans and 21st century entertainment. Really excited about the university announcement. Those renovations to the Carrier Dome were a long time coming, and Brad, my closing thoughts are on Malachi Richardson, who will reportedly keep his name in the NBA draft after a good performance at the NBA Combine. As a fan, you always want players to stay and improve, but Richardson has to do what's best for him, and I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. We have to take the one year we get of these great athletes, really thank you know them for being with the Orange for that year and their contributions. Then it's time to move on for what's both beneficial to that student athlete and going into the pros. And hey, there'll be other players coming through the carrier dome. We won't have to worry about that, Wes. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I want to buy a bunch of hermit crabs and make them live together. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.